And welcome everyone to the Mitch and Bird Show. It is episode 12. We're notching a few in here. We're loving life. Um, the question I ask every week, week in, week out, is Bird, how the fuck are you? Exhausted at the moment. Um, had a huge Easter. Work, work, work on the farm. Um, no break. Drank no coke. Fri- no good no. Friday religion, Monday, nothing. No, no, we, uh, oh, just, just had to um, do a bit of old school farm. And I think um, I sent you a few uh, videos over the weekend. You did. Um, there was a, just, a fucking it monster bonfire like I've never seen before in my life. Followers can uh, touch base on the Mitch and Bird Show Instagram page and you'll get a good look at the size of that fire. It was, oh, I'm tipping it was about three and a half, four stories tall at one point. It, uh, I was pretty impressed. Um, I was pretty happy with that. I love me fires, and to be honest, I reckon that's the best. That's the best ever, mate. Um, I'm nearly you blew, you blew my brother reckon... out of you blew my brother out of water, and you know what he's like, like Jared. He's pyromaniac, probably undiagnosed. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think he was off camping too. I think you just put him to shame. Yeah, she was a good one. It took, um, oh, God, it was still burning two days later. But, um, no, nah, it was a busy weekend. Lots of, uh, you know, always the good thing about being at home and the farm, you could do those things. But uh, let's just say I'm uh, sick of the shovel, mate. I have shoveled and shoveled and shoveled the whole weekend. So, anyway, nice and fit, soft, nice and strong. Soft pocket. What's that? Soft pocket, we call it down here on the peninsula. Soft pocket is sand. We shovel sand down here. I'm just wondering what you were shoveling. Nah, it's not sand. Not sand. <laughs> not, not soft pocket? Uh, oh, my, the dirt where I was, not too bad, but um, you'll get some little clay. Just, yeah, just fucking hours and hours of shoveling. So hard work. But anyway, um, hopefully it reaps its rewards in a few weeks' time. Nice. But how was, so how was your weekend? You have a break? Um, didn't feel like a break. Don't know. Wasn't nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> it was um Friday worked. Saturday I just felt injured, but I still had to get up and do shit with the kids. Um, Sunday was felt still injured. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, Two weeks of hard graft, man. I just my body was just uh, was struggling. It was grumpy. The body didn't want to cooperate with how the mind wanted to proceed. Um, but no, nah, there was a, there was a few. It was really good surf, Danny. So I think I got a couple of surfs in in one day. Pretty big stuff too. Oh, nice. Uh, so I got a few monster waves out at uh, Rye Back. And then um, Sunday, took the boys and Beeve out to do nine holes at the dunes. Smashed a few balls around in a couple of carts. Got my kids to drive us around. They loved that. Um, yeah. So, and then Monday was back into, got the digger in the backyard and start retaining walls to get a veggie patch going. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. Remember last week we were just having a sort of a little bit of a challenge about, uh, in, or not so much of a challenge, but um, 
we're sort of goading each other about who who works harder. I think um, when B the, when Beeves was on, mm. just want to tell the listeners that I uh, the very next day I thought um, I just want to see how hard these boys were working. Mm. So here I am, work, still working. I'm out, like I said, shoveling, working hard. And I thought I'll give I'll ring you. I'll give you a FaceTime call. And to the listeners out there, what were Mitch, Mitch and Beeve up to? There it. And this is why while Bird is still out there busting his ass, working hard. Don't know. I think we're well, broken well, from two weeks of vlogging <laughs> it. So I re- really can't recall what we were doing. Would you like to tell me what I was doing? I don't know. It was it was quite hilarious because uh, yeah, no, it was good. I, I busted you. I think it was about six o'clock at night, and the Beeve and Mitch were at the pub. Couple of quiet bits. No, you're at the RSL club. I think having dinner. Yeah, well, so, um, I raced. It was quite, no, quite funny. All right, all right, fucking hell, back and forth. Oh, 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 I'll have a go back at that. I honestly knocked off at um, four thirty. We had to be at the Rye RSL for my daughter's basketball in the summer thing, where they were champions. They won the thing. And me and I couldn't be bothered sitting with all them. So me and B just sat out in the main quadrant, just watching the dogs go around, a couple of races, a um, couple of jugs of CC. And Beautiful. then I had to get taken, swept away back to the Sereno Footy Club because I am the football operations manager down there as well as coaching the 10s, so it never ends. And I was straight down there for the code of conduct night, which I you know, I had a fair skinful. And then I had to read, uh, I was knackered, man. And I had to read this fucking piece of paper and uh, it was quite difficult. I um, just wanted it over with. But three hours of dealing with team managers and coaches and shit. And oh, everyone's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't want to be. I'm about to fall asleep in the chair. What do you want from me? So, you know, you can, you can say that I'm just relaxing at the yep. RSL, but that was just a gimmick for about 40 minutes, to be honest. No, well, that's a nice return of serve. I'll, I'll give you that. That is a nice return of serve. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, well, I've got, a, I've got thing... a question. I just want to know if I'm fronting all these guests week in, week out, because I'm working my ring piece off, and we all are. You and I, the reason we get along so well as cousins is we do – Run pretty similar kids and lifestyles, and you know, you know, any opportunity we're fucking in their skin deep. Yeah, I just want to know where's our guest this week because I've had no time to scratch the bollocks. Ah, the guest I've been promising. Um, I've got got a guy, I've got a young young fella on the line, but he's busy tonight. Um, busy tonight, right? He's busy tonight, he's at work, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I'm are we allowed to know what he does or are you saving that for next week? Oh, he's just a factory worker. He's just a factory. He's doing amazing. He's doing an amazing cause up here, but I've definitely pretty much 100% got him on for next week. So, um, mm. yeah, I can't sort of say I've got him uh, here, but um, he's doing an amazing thing up here at the moment for, uh, you know, what, what we're all about, your mental health and awareness. Wow. Um, I used to coach him back in the day. Um mm. Uh, he was a young young fella coming through, and I just think what he's doing now in the community up, up here in Tongala is something you'll be blown away by. Um, oh, I couldn't do it even in my prime. I think uh, prime fitness days of when I was a young tacker. 
Um, that's one thing I forgot to tell you about the weekend. I, I caught up with the. I finally went back and watched me old, the the uh, old TAC, the Pioneers, mate. Oh, amazing watching that football. How they, um, how fit these young kids were, and how quick and fast the game was. Um, Bendigo was Pioneers, or who are they? Yeah, the Bendigo Pioneers, yeah, back in the day when I played for them. Um, this is the first time I've ever – I went over and watched a, a young bloke who I know from lo, – um, yeah, local Tongala boy plays first game. Mm. And I just, it just brought back memories, mate. It really did, um, you know, of uh, so just, you, just – all your home games playing for Bendigo when you were living in and around Chuka, you had to drive an hour every time to play a game. Oh, back, see, you know, you want to get deep into my football was, um, you know, we, you know, I was not a bad footballer back in the day. And that's, that was, we, we, we touched on it last week with you, what, what, what you dream about in life. Um, that's all I dreamt about, mate, was being an AFL footballer. So uh, I'll put everything I did into it. And yeah, the pioneers were the, the, the elite sort of class around this area and, yeah, you travel down to Bendigo from, you know, we started in November uh, training and you'd go down to Bendigo once a week from Echuca, which is a good hour's trip and, and throughout the whole year, through seasons, I spent three years uh, down there at Bendigo. So great times, mate, great times. How um, old were you? Well, were you driving oh, look, or were your parents having to do no, that? No, no, we, um, we had a group of group of kids that used to get picked up on a bus after school you know, same, so same. What age did you start? At the at Bendigo, I was uh, 15, 16. Um, and I trained with the main, you know, I trained with some superstars, you know. Still say it now. you got your Nathan Browns. I think he was one of the early ones that um, used to always have a little bit of a kicking, kicking comp with him before training. And I never saw him miss a goal. He was unbelievable. Um, Nathan Brown, he ended up playing for the Bulldogs in Richmond for a while. Uh, and still heavily involved in the media. But, you know, you play with the likes of the Chris Tarrants, Dean Solomons, um, super players, super players. Um, but, yeah, no, that was back in the early days. Um, but, uh, yeah. That's, and then that's... what led, led on to, obviously, playing in Adelaide oh, for, the, look, for the SAFL? Oh, look, getting back to, um, yeah, look, Pioneers, though. You want to talk a bit about my footy career? It's you know you got to sort of go back to the start in a way. Um, like I said, you had the dreams. You had the dreams of just playing AFL. So for me, I was I had the skill, had the passion. I was probably a, a pretty hard and tough inside mid uh, sort of a footballer. With you know, I had the skill with the neat kick, and I was left and right. But probably mentally, I wasn't um, wasn't there when it mattered. Um, you know, uh, like I said, you, you talk about the pioneers, mate. Um, pioneer, at, at my local football level, I was a top dog. You know, I'd walk around my local club and, yeah, I was a top. You know, I was playing senior football at 15, um, 16, um, and that sort of stuff. And then you get to the pioneers and it's a total different um, total different ball game because all the kids are the top dogs. So, <laughs> you know, you're battling battling bloody hard against blokes that are pretty handy footballers. Um, but when I was at the Pioneers, I, I busted my ass there for a couple of years and, and really worked myself into my final year of Pioneers. Um, I was a leader at the 
pretty up there as as one of the leaders. Um, uh, would have had the had the captaincy vote with the with the playing group, but unfortunately, I lost a uh, very very close friend of mine who was like a brother. Um, I lost him. He died in an accident um, on a, a Saturday night before a. Probably one of most, you know, one of my most important games of football on a Sunday. I had uh, just been told throughout the week, we, were, you know, we had three or four scouts looking at us, and you know, you'd been building for this as a kid. This is the game you want to play, and I, I cop that. Um, I cop that uh, dear accident um, the night before this game. So, and, and stupidly, guess who played the next day? Me. <laughs> Um, when really, so regretfully, uh, you're probably looking back on it. Shouldn't have done that. I should have. I played, um, you know, like I was a, a pretty mentally, hard... you weren't fucking fit on the field. No, no, no. Like, like, I was a hard footballer as it was, but the day that day I played, um, fuck, I, I could have ran through a brick wall. I, I had no pain in my body, no feeling in my body, and and I think it showed that day I hit some players with just pure, absolute, no care for my body. Knock, knockout power. Just just smashed them, but but smashed myself. Like, uh, it wasn't once. It was probably, you know, it was a dozen times. And when you're looking back, you look at a recruit and you look at a bloke who says, oh, the kid's got talent. But when an AFL recruiter's looking at, at a kid, they're looking at a million-dollar investment. So... They don't long want term. Long term, they're not going like, "Geez, this kid goes hard." But you know, um, I got word on the street, you know, a couple of years later that it was just you were you went too hard at it. You were you were too too much of a risk because you were um, you were going to smack your body. You're beating your body up um, when you shouldn't have been. Um, and that I put that down to just you know the mental side of it, uh, the issues with that. Um, to be, you know, to be brutally honest, Mitch, I picked myself up and got myself going. Um, you know, that uh, that incident. You know, a couple of weeks later, I'd gone from being nearly to being a captain to I lost my spot in the team. Um, you know, which was shattering for me. But um, I, like I said, I had to pick myself up pretty quick because um, the dra- why did you lose your spot in the team? Oh, I did. You know, like I said, after. After losing, you know, like a death of a brother, you react differently. You know, in one game, I probably did something I shouldn't have done. Or, you know, I clipped a bloke and clipped him pretty good, um, and, and resulted in a, you know, fair bit of fair bit of a um, Barney. You know, I had a fair bit of anger in the system, and this 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 kid had a crack at me, and I just went, yeah, well, I've got no fuse, mate. So bang, cop that. And and it's not the right level of football to do it at. You know, you look back now, you know, you're not in the right mindset. Um, and and the club, you know, Pioneers did the right thing. They just said, um, you know, they put me back into the um, second side that we had. And, um, and, and you know... No was, suspension. No suspension. No, no, got away with all that. Um, it wasn't even that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't sort of caught. Umpires didn't catch it. Look, it would have been a beauty. Don't worry about that. Um, if it was on TV footage or anything, yeah, I, I was gone for a long time. Um, you know, so unfortunately, you know, I was lucky in that sort of regard. But um, it did cost me my spot in the team. And and as a top age player, mate, I was um, you know a leader of the side. And but 
you know, going through what I went through a couple of weeks earlier, you, you lose a brother. You, I shouldn't have been playing. I should have had a few weeks off and just, but I didn't, you know. But anyway, like I said, I picked myself up, Mitch, got myself going, um, got myself back inside and um, and really just bloody um, got myself back into Vic Country squad and made the side. And the, the funny thing about my footy career, mate, I, I played – Three really good games. Oh, it's a really big deal. Um, big deal making Vic Country, you know, to get drafted. That's the that's the pinnacle of the under 18s when you're an 18 year old is making getting that uh, state jumper and and then going on to the state carnival and playing well. Like you play well or do you know? That's where all the scouts are, and you know, a lot most not too many kids that get drafted don't come don't come out of the bloody um, state games. So. Uh, anyway, I made the side, made the squad. Pretty much the coach said to me, go and enjoy yourself, mate, because the way you've, I've watched it the last couple of weeks, you're in my team. And hearing that, I was ecstatic, you know. I ran out there on cloud nine and and I thought, um, you know, what more could go wrong in my life at that stage, you know. It was only six, six or seven weeks earlier I lost a brother. <laughs> Uh, first five seconds of the game, first contest, bang, I had my shoulder smashed. And, uh, you know, the most important of, uh, yeah, had my shoulder rearranged. So um, <laughs> really wasn't meant to be, I thought. So, you know, even stupid me, like I'm mentally tough and, and like that with injuries. I, I only took a couple of weeks off and just put up with it for the rest of the year. But it's... Um, it really cost me badly moving forward because I had a bung shoulder for. The- well, at the level at the level you were sort of nudging into, which was sort of opening the door for some some bigger things moving forward, which is a career in football. It's the kind of thing you got to nurse and look after your body. You know what I mean? It's not just some bloke on the weekends playing fucking seconds, willing to smash it around, and the boss is going to get shitty Monday, Tuesday because his body ain't. Yeah, good. no, that look, it was. It's it it was it was the career I wanted. It's all I wanted, mate. That was my one dream in life. I didn't think of anything else. Like I had, you know, the whole time I was playing um, pioneers, I was at school. Um, my final year, I just went and worked with the old man, took the easy option out. Like, I wasn't trying to um, – it was all footy, footy, footy. Um, I think uh, – yeah, no, well, and, you know, finished with the Pioneers. I finished the last three or four games on the bench. Um, and, yeah, it was just burnt out. It's, you know, it was just um, the end of me. You know, it was really hard. So, uh, the dream was over. Draft draft, come and go, and I didn't get drafted. And, um yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't know what I you know, here I am, an 18-year-old. So you're going for the draft. It hasn't gone down the way you want it to. So, you know, where would you go from there? Yeah, well, like I said, after that year, I was, um, and, and I, was a, I was still a very, after the death of, uh, you know, I, I call him my brother, but I still was a very angry, angry young man. And just to be around my family because it was just such a such a hard thing to deal with and, and not getting drafted and feeling all those things. I, I pretty much ran away. I took a, I had three or four clubs chasing me, but um, I was lucky enough. I had a had a club in the South Australian Football League, uh, West Adelaide, who were real keen on me. 
Um, so I went over there, um, moved, moved as an 18 year old, moved across to Adelaide away from the family, sort of, um, you know, looking back now, I did, I did run away from a bit of the pain and didn't deal with a lot of the issues I probably needed to deal with at that time. Um, I just, you know, just pushed them all under the carpet and, um, went and kept the dream going, you know, to try and play AFL footy and, the South Australian Football League at that stage was the second best comp in the league, and shit, mate. I I started brilliantly over there. I trained me trained the house down. Um, Got fit. Did what oh, you had to do. I pit. just you know just stepped out of the pioneers, but I, you know I had um, I was the club. I was working at the club. I wasn't working as a chippy. I was just working at the club, doing pretty cruisy job, doing nothing really. Uh, you know, cleaning cleaning the club up and cleaning the club rooms and all oh, we, we might go chip some weeds on around the around the ground or clean you know clean the rubbish bins from game days and that sort of stuff i did that for the first three four months but at well, that age in your own head surely you're going through well fuck i know what i was going through i was going through women drugs party fucking career nah money no nah, 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 means to nah. an end you know, just let's get fucked up and have a good time week in, week out. Nah, nah, not me. Nah, I was... Um, Still dedicated like I, to the like course. I said, yeah, it was elite training for me, uh, even from a teenager. That's Just more, what? It, it made, just made you feel good. Just your... Like, I lived the diets, um, you know. We, we had, you know, we had dietitians come in. We had all that. Um, when, you know, when I went to West, I made the, I made the league squad, you know, wasn't expected to make it, you know, because um, at my age, you know, to make the league squad, they had a league squad of 35 players. And, you know, I, I made the squad, um, which required, you know, I got sponsorship, got free boots, free free clothing, free that. Like, I I felt like a rock star from what, I, what I'd come from. Um, I was doing kids, kid, kids clinics, you know, the Oz kicks and that sort of stuff, school clinics. Signing autographs off, you know, as an 18, 90 year old, I thought this is, you know, this wasn't AFL, but it was the, the next best thing. And um, it was hopefully if I played well enough, maybe a club would still take me. So um, I was pumped, but um, it was short lived. Um, you know, I spent a good, the first year I spent there was I played senior footy, but got very, very homesick uh, as an 18 year old probably did. I think every buy I had, I moved, I, I drove home. Like I, I made the drive home. I, I remember many times I'd work. I'd start, you know, I started working for a bloke. Mate, you think of this as a chippy. I was doing framing. I ended up getting a job as a chippy, doing finishing my apprenticeship. But I was working for a bloke for fifty dollars a day cash. I can't even fathom that now. I'm like, I, I don't know how I survived. I'd, I'd work like a bloody Trojan bull for fifty bucks a day. For the day, um, he was doing well, wasn't he? Charging oh, me out at about one one ten an hour. Oh, we'll just frame and you know stick framing. Um, but oh, oops. he's charging out at forty five an hour then. Oh, it was just the setup thing. He was a hey, good little boss. He was a crazy serve. He was a crazy serve, but geez, he taught me how to work, and I was happy with that. But anyway, uh, anyway, at West, I busted my ass and sort of didn't work. You know, uh, again, football. Fucking, it mentally fucked me because I got um, my third year there. I had a 
bad groin operation, uh, bad groin injury, so I had an operation. Got myself- How do you do a groin injury? I've already, well, oh, coaching the tens, I'm trying to get the boys into open the gate, close the gate. I'm like, yeah, you don't want to do a groin as a bloke. I did it at how work. Do you actually, how do you tear a groin? I did it at work. I was picking up a big big piece of glass and I popped a hernia, which turned into something. And like, again, me So being, just vertical lift on something that was too heavy for you to handle. Yeah, like it was um, a massive, you know, 2.4, 2,400 by 2,400 sheet of glass and, and two of us. And I was an inexperienced man, young man who thought he could fucking launch it. Um, just put the sucker on and said, fucking, let's go, boys. Yeah, instead of wait, trying to wait for a couple of others, um, <laughs> me and this other bloke, and uh, I thought I was a bit of a hero, but I got, got moved it, don't worry, but I felt the Double pop. glaze or were we running the single? Nah, it's just, it was, I think it was a bit of 10, a 10 mil. I think it was 10, 10 mil. 10 mil float? Yeah, yeah. something like No, nah, I don't think it was float. I think it was toughened. 10 mil toughened. He's yeah, big, right. big, um, anyway, but doesn't matter. Anyway, popped, felt it pop. <laughs> and me, like I said, I don't like missing footy. Um, I'll play injured, and I did. I was like, something, something's not right. I played. But how do you run with a groin? Well, that's what it was. It wasn't sort of a groin injury. I played for about four weeks, and I said, this is hurting, you know. <laughs> After four weeks, I said, look, I'm, I'm hurting here. I went to the doc and said, Hurting here, I'm like, oh yeah, all right. Take a couple of weeks off. Took two. When you're banging, when you're banging at that point, just throwing a throwing the sleeve in and the misses, or yeah, no, the misses was in town. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So you weren't holding back on that. The groin could still function. No, well, the way it was for the list mentioned. for the listeners who who know a little bit about hernias, they sort of um, you can operate with them. So. Um, but anyway, um, I got that fixed, operated on th- over at the end of the year. Um, and then, I don't know why, I, I was fi- physically fit. I was in the rehab group, a lot of strength training, a lot of boxing. Probably started really growing into a man for the first time. I got, you know, I was 20, 20, 20 years of age. We're um, late bloomers, by, by the way, to all the listeners out there. We're very fucking similar height, light air. Takes a while to grow into your body. Yeah, but twenty years of age, you, you're sort of not, not too many, not too many people are growing into their body at twenty years of age. Um, but anyway, I um did the hard. I was, I was, mate. I still remember the first game I played that year. I was just felt strong, just felt physically strong. Um, tackle tackles, just just a lot stronger than I ever felt in my whole life. I played some really good footy. Uh, senior coach. First troll game come in, patted me on the head and said, "Mate, keep playing like that. You're gonna, you'll be up with me." And I was like, "Sweet, like first, because I missed, you know, missed the first couple of trial games through the rehab process, and I was absolutely ecstatic. I was like, okay, I've done. This is my third year in at the club. It's time to really take the next step um, and get in, be a consistent senior footballer." Um, and then shit, that was it, mate. That was the last pat on the head I ever got. <laughs> Um, well, the coach wasn't any good after that. No, I think round one was the next week. And, uh, you know, I ran into a coach and I probably, my ego clashed with his ego, but he thought I wasn't any good. And he, he pretty much did tell me, um, you know, five or six weeks later that he was weak. He was a weak coach because I was 
um, he didn't and, and told me to me face that it blew it uh, out. Then I don't. He was a weak coach because he told he he said that he to me he was a weak coach because he shouldn't have me in the side. Um, or he didn't want me at the club. Um, you know, whoa, he was whoa, just. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's a weak coach because he's allowing you in his side. Yes, this. Sorry, I should should uh, say that this this the senior coach loved me, but I was dealing with a reserves coach, and at that level, you have to sort of you know I, I couldn't sort of step straight into the senior side without you know I'd only played going back to what I'd said earlier. I, I was playing in a trial game and played really really. My first game for the year was the last trial game of the year. So I played two quarters of that and played fucking really good. Like, like I said, it was probably the best two quarters of football I'd played nearly in my life. I played fantastic, felt fantastic, felt strong, did some Possessions. amazing. Oh, it, that sort of didn't matter. It was um, just the way I, just the way I owned, like, or just like, just strong over the ball. Did some really good, strong things I'd never done before. You know. Outmarked the buddy. Yeah, just just and just to have the pat on the head from a couple like the general manager grabbed me in a headlock and said, That's amazing, we can't wait to see you. So I was just pumped. So anyway, we're going into round one and I was playing seconds, you know. Fair enough, because I'd only played two quarters of footy, so I needed a bit more game time. And yeah, lo and behold, after having all that hype, you know, the seconds coach just comes in and goes, um, you know, and we and he picked about I think there was about six kids in the side. See, I'm a twenty year old at that stage, and then he brought in these six kids that were under seventeen. I think two were sixteen, and I think three were seventeen. So my mind's going, oh well, I'll start on the ground. Surely I'm I'm wanting to play senior football. Anyway, this coach turned against me, mate. Fucking hated me. Um, he bullied me right from there where I'd go. He made the next ten weeks of my life living hell. Um, I probably, in hindsight, should have up and left and gone to another club, which I tried to do um, later on. And like I said, this same coach, um, you know, when he got me one-on-one away from the senior coaches and the chairman of selectors and all that side of it that comes with the, the, the picking the teams, he would just berate me, like really berate me and put me down and make me feel like shit. Like, like I said... You know, he told me, you know, I'm, I'm a weak coach because you're still here, you know. Um, oh, I want I want you out of this club, but somehow you're still here. It means I'm a weak coach. And I'm like, mate. Well, how could you have fixed it? How could you have done better? And you that's, could... yeah, I'm, I'm trying to ask those questions. That's, you know, I went to, you know, you go to your, go to, um, oh, you had the Pretty fucking... hard to go around him to the seniors coaching leadership group and go, well, he's bullying. Treat me right, blah blah blah. Well, yeah. I I went to a couple of people and said, "Well, what do I have to do then to play senior football? Because as soon as I start playing well, as soon as I did, you know, there was one game I had twelve possessions in a quarter and done really really well. Um, first quarter of a game, like start, you know, start going beauty. This is it. I'm going good. Getting myself going. Fucking bang! You go into quarter time. I'm on the fucking bench." And it's like, well, what the fuck, mate? Like, you know, what do I have to do? Like, it's this is seconds football. I want to play seniors. I'm not going to be playing seniors sitting on the fucking bench in the seconds. It's not that just doesn't work. But anyway, that's you know, he's a fuckhead. 
you know, I, I had me 21st that year at the club, um, organised it myself, um, put put on, you know, I went and got three kegs, gone and bought all, all, bought all the food and everything through the club. Guess what this coach tries to do? On the night of my 21st, he organises at late notice uh, a player's bonding night. He's He organised all of the, all the players to go to the fucking um, to the movies the night of my 21st and mm. I went straight into the senior coach straight, I, I, I put a stop to it I said you've got to be kidding me I said this I said I've invited I said I'm here in Adelaide I've moved over here on my fucking own the only people I know in Adelaide are the footballers and this cunt wants to take my whole every all my guests from my party and fucking say they've got to go to a compulsory, you know, in, in football teams. When when things are compulsory, you go. You don't want to miss, you know, you don't want to cause any dramas. Like I said, he tried to rule my 21st, but he actually did in the end. Um, my emotions got the better of me. Um, my last game, of, and, I, and I call it my last game of my career because it was my last game in, in the sample. Um, the coach got the better of me. I had um, all my best mates there. They'd all come over. I'd had um, my family there, everyone there. Uh, West Adelaide. What do you want to do? Prove a fucking point, shove it up his ass, or just go? No, that just and... just had just had crowd there. So you want to um, play well. Um, you played okay the week before. Um, you turn up to the team meeting, and and that's what I'm saying. This bloke knew my family's there. He, he saw me, you know, going in before the team meeting. My brothers, my sister, my mum, and dad all the girlfriends, all me mates. You know, I, I had 25 people there to watch me. Well, going to the... this cockhead just wants to go, look at this bloke. He's got his whole family over here and I fucking can't stand him. I'm going to stick this so far up his ass. Let's go. Yeah, so let's go. Walked into the team meeting, um, sit down, goes through the side, bang. Yeah, um, and this is a this one really hurt because there, there was three is changes. This dog, dog act of the week, righty. This, oh no! Look, I don't regret this. I, I regret that I didn't do do a better job. <laughs> but um, you know, this was the this is this has been building, mate. This has been building like like when things build and you deal with them and and you're you can't do much about it because they're senior they're a senior figure. But team meeting. Uh, fuck, mate. You couldn't believe it. Three young kids into the side again. We had a few injuries. So you got three kids coming in and they take your spot. Like, he just, he, he, team meeting, he's like, yep, Birdie, you're on the bench. Um, I'm going to use you today, mate, as a pinch hitter. You'll get fought. And this is in front of, this is no word of a lie. In front of the whole team, you'll probably get the last five minutes of each quarter, mate. I'm going to use you as a pinch hitter today. And I just was like, Fucking, you can't. Oh, I was just like, you absolute bastard. Like, I've got. You know, you know, my family's here. He knows. He knows it's my twenty-first that night. I, I can hold my own. I can hold my fucking own. Here. I can run four quarters with any fuckwit in this oh, team. Oh yeah, I actually went outside. Um, I went out on my own that day. Snuck sort of away in my gear. And I broke down, mate. I really did. I was I was in tears. I think the run the runner sort of saw me, and he sort of come over. And I didn't want to let him know that I was a bit fucking upset. I was just like, mate, this kind of broke me. Um, and the runner come over and goes, "You're right, you're right." Like trying to be all manly. I'm like, mate, just fucking give me a minute for fuck's sake. Like, 
Anyway, funny story is I went on, played that last five minutes. The the side was down. We were five goals to nothing. I come on for five minutes and I kicked two goals fucking one. And I reckon I could go back and find the fucking... In the first quarter. Last five minutes of the quarter, mate, I kicked two goals one. I just fucking was like, fuck this. I'm here. I'm putting on a show. What position were you playing? I went on, AFL. I put on the... American. What's that? Just for the American listeners, Eddie, because it's been a massive episode of just pure birdie AFL career. Oh, yeah. Superstar. You know what I mean? Well, fuck, the fun start of my career hasn't really started the bad stuff, but this is just the... This is my career over, you know. I did that. Come come off the wing. What position were you playing? I come off the kick come, come off the wing. Mm. I, I started in like we we're, were playing shit, and I just went well, stuff it. I just burst in, bashed and crashed, crashed through. Like both go all three shots on goal with me running into the forward fifty. It wasn't um, easy kicks. Like I, it was just in grab win win the center clearance, bang burst through, and I just went bang goal. Bang, goal, bang, and I sprayed the last one. And I was like, fucking there, cop that, you know. In my mind, I was like, stuff you, you arsehole, because I was still hurting. So mm. anyway, I got me I got me team going. Got the team going on me 21st in front of the family, all that, and fucking lo and behold. They would have absolutely frothed on just that five minutes of football. It was, and I was up and, you know, I had a really close mate playing for Sturt. He was just like, who come to my party? He was just like, fuck, mate, that was unbelievable. Anyway, going to the caller time huddle. Um, yeah, this is the moment that broke me, ruined me, just finished me. Thinking, how can I not be put on the ground after what I just did? Bang, calls the side out, I'm on the bench. And um, I went and sat on the bench. I punched, and we had a little tin shed at Unley Oval in South Australia, it was. I've punched the back of the shed as hard as I could. Massive bang. And like big crowds we had there. It would have been three, three, four thousand there at the time. And huge loud bang. Um, cordless phone rang. I answered it. Coach is going, was that you? And I went, yeah, sorry. I hit my head when I sat down. He goes, well, bad luck. You're not going back on for the rest of the game. And I just, that was it. That was finished. Smashed the phone in a thousand pieces on the concrete. <laughs> um, Broke down, tears, just absolutely irate. Um, did you like? Did you regress this thing further and just go all? No, I just sat. I just, this is a chain of events with the senior leadership. So, nah, you know, it was your employment as a footballer. Uh, surely, this guy doesn't like me for some reason, whether I've, I've earned that disrespect or not. But this is what I'm capable of doing. This is football. Yeah. Oh, where, where do we go? Mitch, yeah. I'd been well, through that. Call I had been through that with the club. I'd had many meetings to say, you know, what what do I have to do? This bloke just doesn't like me. Uh, you know, in hindsight, I should have left. Um, but then again, the club fucked me over because after this incident, I did end up, you know, he come down to the bench because he couldn't make any moves because I smashed the phone. He was very, very lucky. I had a mother that was <laughs> so caring and so worried and she knew... She knew the story. She knew the story. She come in and sat next to me on the bench and just said, "You know, tried to calm me down." But I can still remember him. His face. He walked down. And he he walked straight up to me. I'm sitting down in tears, mind you, like a twenty year old 
about to turn 21. Um, and he just... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but you're, I know the career you've had and I know what everyone around your local area thinks of you as a bloke that can play football but can still knock a bloke oh, out. Oh, well... He... I, 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 I couldn't have held back. I would have fucking dropped him. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, just... It... Never heard yeah. this story before, but in that emotional state you've put, a, put, put me into thinking about it, he comes down there because now he can't talk to his team. I, the first thing I would have seen was Red and just fucking knocked him well, out. Well, you know, I was in tears. Um, but this is what he did, you know. He's walked down. But anger and emotion, oh, you know. That was I mean? in me. But you wouldn't believe the way he thought he could just – he walked straight to me pointing the finger going, who do you think you are? And I just went, I just oh. went, mate, you're fucking dead. Bang. I would have grabbed him. I, Around the throat and just dropped him. I grabbed it and I grabbed him. I hit him. Give him a fucking ripper. I, I grabbed him. I don't. I don't like to fight, but when you're put in a corner like oh. that, and you're defending your life, your well-being, and who you are as a character. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I I don't think I could have stopped myself grabbing grabbing him and just fucking head. Well, now I belted him. I give him one. I give him a good. I give him a good left jab and then hooked him with the right. And he felt like he, he started cowering like a little girl. Um, and then I had a hold of him. I still remember I was slam, trying to slam him into the side of the um, – because I had the runner had hold of my right arm and wouldn't let me throw a punch. And then so I started trying to just slam him into the side of the bench. And I realized, shit, you, I'm slamming me poor mum. Mum's got hold of my left arm. Her whole body is holding my left arm going. She didn't want me to hit him because, like I said, um, I was gone. I was gone. Mentally, just everything gone out of my body. I just wanted the way this guy, what he'd done to me, had ruined. He ruined me. He fucking, he just ruined me. So um, that was sort of, and that's it. That was the end of my career, mate. I I was, (laughs) I was, yeah, we're pretty hard pressed. Let, to let's let's put it. It's like, what's you know, what's your uh, resume? Oh, not the yeah. coach out. Fucking last well, time. Put it this play. way: in Adelaide, um, football season, Adelaide Crows and the, the Port Port Power probably take up the back eight pages. If if you're in a South Australian listener or any listeners, if you go to South Australia, the Monday morning, the paper eight pages from in. Then you'll get the sandful. Well, guess who got back page? <laughs> this incident, mm. me doing what I did, took back page that Monday morning. I was back page. Oh, no, it's not a big thing to gloat about, but it's just the reality of the, the incident. Full, full colour. I was back page news. I took the crows and I took the power in in the in Adelaide, which is mad, mad city for footy. I took them off the back page. Um you know, I'm not. I'm not proud of it. It's just saying that's just what it was. Um, I mean, it it ruined me. What, 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 what were the coach's repercussions for his behaviour? Um, look, moving on from that, we. I didn't want to leave the club. Um, I was told I'd get a two week suspension, um, and because the club wouldn't suspend me, there was a bit to and fro because. I was still they they still really like me. Like the senior coach and the general manager love me. They're like, mate, we're not letting him go. So then the uh, you know the politics got involved with it. Um, 
he ended up quitting because the club didn't sack me. He, um, the club ended up suspending me for the rest of the year, which was another eight games, um, which I didn't take lightly. I was like, I'm, I, um, you know, I'm 21. I had a dream of playing AFL. It was pretty much ruined. Um, you know, I ended up trying to go to another club. They wouldn't let me. They tried to ask for $25,000 transfer fee to, to go to another Sandful club. Yes, yeah, so they, they wouldn't, wouldn't release me. It was just, um, anyway, it fucking ruined me, Mitch. Um, right, Bird, it's been pretty full on. Uh, hopefully you can lighten the mood here, but uh, where'd you go from there, bud? Uh, lighten the mood. No, um, <laughs> well, like I said, the dream was over, mate. Um, and I can tell you now, my footy, footy went on a downward spiral very, very quickly from there. Um, you know, I, I know we've been talking about it for a while, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be quick with this because it only took me from the age of 21, uh, let's just say, to get to the age of 29. I ended up ruining my whole reputation as a footballer, rep- just everything that I've built myself up to try and be. Um, from that moment, like I said, I was ruined. I went into, after leaving there, I hung around in Adelaide. I started being a heavy drug user. Up until that stage, I was never touched the stuff. Never did. Um, never did drink too much because I didn't. The drink didn't handle me. But um, started just on a downward spiral. Just everything, everything just accumulated, and um, I become an absolute um, menace on the football ground. Like you know, we mentioned earlier, one of my dog acts. Um, you know. In the next eight years, I went from being, you know, to getting deregistered, which is probably the the worst thing you could do in football. Um, so, um, which nearly ended me, you know. Um, you know, I could go through my country football career, but I think if the listeners would need to um, ask about that, because, you know, that I could go on for an hour with that. Um, let's just say I turned into probably, at one stage, I would have been known as, my reputation's known as... Um, a country thug. <laughs> um, yeah, you were, you were the knock I, um, Everyone loved to watch that because uh, you were going to run through. You I wasn't knock someone out, but I didn't hold back. Um, country footy became, and I had a name. So every game I come up, you know, you'd, you were always coming up with someone that was like, wanted to take you, wanted to test you and go, you're, you're, you're the big dog in town apparently. And you always had a young buck trying to have a crack at you. And, and they'd fucking, they'd give you one. And uh, a lot of the time, I would just say, "All right, let's go." Um, you know, I was happy to take them on. And anyway, it resulted in me getting a lot of reported games. Look, to be honest with you, after I left the Sandful, looking back now, Mitch, I probably rate. I played many games. Don't get me wrong; I, I did get suspended for reported a few times and get suspended. But um, I probably only played five games. I would rate. I really did. Uh, the rest of them was just taken money off clubs I shouldn't have because of my resume as a sample pioneer sample boy um, you know feeding a gambling ad- addict I was a gambling addict a drug addict <laughs> so I was getting good money to feed those habits um, and it was sad you know I was probably anyway I got deregistered it messed me up pretty badly it uh, nearly ended me, mate. Uh, there was a suicide attempt in there after I was deregistered, um, which was sad, but it, I can't change it. It happened. Um, we just learned from it. 
from that moment, I, um, you know, uh, I, I sort of didn't want to give up on footy and I met a man. I met a great man. I met a psychologist, mate, who um, put things into perspective for me about um, life in, in general. You know, the dream I was trying to make of AFL is, is such a harsh reality to try and do it to any listeners out there who got kids that want to make AFL. It's a cutthroat business. <laughs> there's there's short lived. There's thirty five players on on eighteen clubs now. So you do the math on that. There's not not many spots with the you know not many spots available. Um, and the and I not 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 and then even Australia. the average career span of an AFL football is something like three point seven years or four years or something. The at that's your average career. Um. You know, that's what I was trying to get into. And, you know, this psychologist brought me around and, and um, yeah, well, after, um, uh, look, you know, as sad as it was, the suicide attempt, um, my mum panicked and she got, somehow got a hold of um, the great man, Jeff Kennett's phone number. And being Hawthorne supporters and being with Beyond Blue, I was in a bad way. Um yeah, look, um, yeah, my mum was very uh, upset, you know, after my suicide attempt that I'd done with all this drama with football. You know, I was a mess in, in, in her lounge room and next minute she just passes me the phone and somehow she'd got onto the great man, Jeff Kennett, got his phone number and next minute here he is talking to me. Um, you know, he's a great advocate for Beyond Blue He's a great Hawthorne man. Um, to me, just hearing his voice and thinking, this bloke is happy. You know, he was president of the football club at that stage. Was happy to take my time. Happy to talk to me. Uh, uh, you know, a young man. I wasn't even a young. I suppose I was a young man. I was twenty nine years old, just ready to end, end my life. Like this wasn't a good place to be. But he he got me up and about, mate. Just just him giving me his time got me up and about and got me going. Um, then I found, met this psychologist we got onto. I'd been through a few counselors and that they're no good, but this psychologist was involved with the system because when I got deregistered, I was embarrassed. I was upset and I wanted to clear my name. So I had to, to clear my name. I had to go and do psycho to find a psychologist who would work with me. But this man's amazing. Like I said, um, he's just, it's coming up 11 years since I've been seeing him. Um, I still see him today. Um, I love going and seeing him and just saying, mate, this is what I'm doing. This is, this is, this is what I'm doing now. I feel great. Life's going good. But when I first saw him, <laughs> I wasn't going good. Um, I can't recommend highly enough. You find a good psychologist, they can get you going in life. Um, I spent, you know, it took me three years to clear my name. I got back re-registered. That's, you know, there's some funny stories with that, but um, we have been going a while, so I won't bore you with them. Um, ended up... No, you don't have to. You've you've gone in-depth throughout your life, and I can only say as a passenger on the outside, I can almost break it down into zero to 10 years of age, young kid, loved the Hawks, 
and on a farm and love coming around seeing you guys. Like, you know, we got along quite well. I was zero to 10 years of age. Then from 11 to 20 years of age, you were heavily in your football and football is all that mattered. And you, you were good at what you did. You know, you, you, in a way, you could have, with the right people, you, you could have done anything you ever wanted to do. And that was 11 to 20. From then, from 21 to 30, it was almost like you were just shut down and everything you ever wanted to be was taken away from you. And, you know, naturally you didn't take that well. And um, some of your life choices were a bit skew if. And um, I'm pretty pleased to say from 31 to 40, you've grown into such a fucking good role model, such a good person within the community, within your family, that it's pretty breathtaking to see the difference in only 10 years and where you are now, how hard you work. And really not many people probably would know how hard you work, how much you love your family, what your farm means to you and the position you've got yourself in now is 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 out of control, mate. And, and the little things that you do for yourself is what makes you a better person and makes your life, you know, more than worth living. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I like you've, you've hit the nail on the head with that summary of, of, of sort of my life. Um, Cause I did from the age when I met this man, it was all about getting some redemption. You know, I was embarrassed and uh, of who I was. I had, you know, I had my ego. Um, he helped me. We set a plan together at the age of 29. Um, we set a plan about getting something. I, I just needed to get something out of my football. I wasn't just going to be Peter Bird, deregistered country thug, um, hit his coach, did this. I, I just needed to find something and get something out of my football to, to be happy within myself. And that required a lot of this cancelling sessions, but it also helped me. We set a plan and I ended up coaching a club at the age of 31. So I was deregistered at 29 and I was counselled and, mate, I went to the AFL headquarters three times. And the second time I went there, I was in a room, you know, at the MCG. (laughs) Funny story. uh, It was Thursday night before the grand final. Collingwood, I reckon it was Collingwood St Kilda, the drawn grand final. I was there on the Thursday night behind the, you know, at the MCG appealing to be re-registered as a footballer. I went in the room. Normally, normally, you know, you go in there and you're represented by a lawyer and I I had no one to represent me. You know, it is one of my proudest moments because I stood up there on my own in my suit and you're like in a courtroom. You had five blokes just staring at you, mate, like, staring right through you like is this guy genuine and they're hitting you with questions do are you gonna how are you gonna react if someone does this to you how are you gonna react because because of the history and i stood up and answered everything truthfully and honestly um and they they re-registered me to be able to coach so i was wrapped i ended up being a senior coach at the age of 31 32 and um i did it for two years I'm very proud of um, the way I coached, the, the sort of coach that I, I, I was. 
um, I wasn't a bully. I wasn't this. So, and I realised after two years I, that was enough. Um, I had other things, you know. Like I said about dreams earlier, I found another dream, mate. Like you said, I found my farm. That was my. That's another dream, and that's a dream that um, you know. Not people can't sort of take that away from you the way AFL an AFL career gets taken away from you. Um, it's a it's a lot easier to work with. So. Um, like, you make it your own. The more you put in, the more you yeah. get out. And, and, I've, and I've learned that that's... You don't have to prove yourself yeah, to other people. That's the thing. The lessons I didn't learn from being an elite trainer and all that stuff as a kid, if I only just could get that shit out of my head at 22, 23 years of age and start putting putting the, the, the lessons I learned as, from my football career of how hard to work for something. If I could do the, could have just put that into a business and put it into my life, I didn't realise how good I Because like you, like you hit the nail on the head from 21 to 30, I was just bleh, like living life. Like I don't know how I did. I had an amazing wife, amazing, amazing wife who helped get me through um, with the three kids as well. Um, and it's just... It is. Life's going great now, mate. You just, it's amazing. That's what I'm trying to say with these lifelines. And we talk about, you know, we pump lifeline up and we, and we talk about depression, but you can come out of it and you can make something of your life. And the biggest thing my psychologist did, it was um, words, you know, it's a big one I go by now. Word, words mean, words do mean a lot. But they do they mean very little if you don't put the words into action. So, you know, actions mean more than words. So that's what I've been doing the last ten years. I've I've um, coached the local club, I've coached the netball, I've umpired when I can, I've hopefully put myself into this local community as a as a good upstanding person that is happy to step up and, and do things for, for the clubs. Um, you know, I I support Tongala. I love I love um, the footy club. I uh, love the cricket club more so than the footy club, but um, I support both of them. And um, yeah, moving forward, that's that's where we are. Hopefully, you know, I'll see me young bloke playing senior footy down there one day. Who knows? But um, or even playing pioneers, mate. Um, it took back so many memories on on the weekend of um, you know that's that was just brilliant watching the elite the elite kids run around. Um, it really brought back some memories. So, um, you know, probably um, I've probably gone in a bit deep tonight, Mitch, with footy, but it's something. Gone super deep. Yeah, but something that probably needed to be, I don't know, got off my chest. We, start, we nah, started well, talking footy and. It's good for you. Yeah. It's good for you and it's good for everyone else because if someone feels like they're in that position, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is support around, yeah. And um, guess what? You know, in those troubled twenties up to thirty, where you thought yeah, you didn't want to go any further, well, now the next ten years of your life, from that period onwards, have probably been your best. Oh, without and a doubt, you've got another thirty to forty to come. You know what I mean? So life is fucking short at the best yeah. of times. Now we we can make ourselves better people, um, and. Through life uh, and experience, you can be a better person and less selfish and understand that it's not just about you and it's about what you create, the legacy you, you leave behind. Um, and 
you know, yeah, well, that's just it. keep going. That's it. Just keep going. You're not, um, yeah, you're not, don't let your past hold you back, you know. Oh, I've, I, it's the, one of the best things I see now is, um, like, it's coming up nearly 10 years since I did coach at Tongal and I'm still involved with the club. It's the longest club I've ever been involved with. But the best thing I really enjoy now is seeing some of the kids I coached, um, you know, and, and and a couple of the kids that had troubles. Like, you know, I, I sort of was a psychologist counsellor when I coached. That's what you are these days. But even back then, I had, a, you know, I had many couple of meetings with boys that were in, ba- in a bad way. I had, had boys in tears talking to me and um, just being able to talk to them and being nice to them and helping them out. Um, you know, I get to see them now getting married, having kids, living their lives when they were in the same boat as me. So, you know, I had one of them wanting, you know, to commit suicide. His life was over and had a really good chat with him, put him put him onto some good people, some good psychologists and the good system. And, you know, I see him now, married, kids, living life. It's amazing. You know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm proud of myself as a coach for doing things like that. That's, that's sort of what... The coach I was was to try and build people up. Um, in the end, I, well, <laughs> to not not be the way that you were no, treated, to change and learn from that and be the better person. Oh, exactly. Um, you know, it may have cost me some results in football, um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, country football is about being happy and being mentally well. Well, football's uh, to be honest, bird. Football's not everything. You know what I mean. It is yeah. a sport, and people may think it is everything at that point in time, and it may well fall, but will be for that period in time. But like you said, it's only yeah. short lived. It's three or four years of your life at its best. It, it is, but it's hard to tell. Like that's what takes me back to the game on the weekend. I'm looking at all them kids, and I had my son go, "Oh, they they all want to play AFL," and I'm going, "I said, I said to him, yeah." Yes, son. Every kid on that oval is thinking they're going to play AFL, but I'm sorry. The reality is maybe, you know, two sides going at it. The reality is if they're lucky, five of them will end up playing. Maybe three, maybe four, but probably definitely two. But every kid on that ground in the two sides and on the benches want to play AFL. So um, Have the same that's dream. the dream. Um just hopefully, you know, for some parents or listeners that are listening with your kids, you just—I say to the one kid who I went and watched, I said, just don't leave all your eggs in one basket. Even, you know, and that means don't just think AFL is going to happen. You know, it's—it's it, it's not it's, everything. It's, it's not, not everything. Everybody. There's other things in life, and that's what I've learnt getting older. But um, and that's the experience. But mind you, the kid, I, the kid I did watch, he's. Uh, He's one of those probably one or one one or two that's gonna have the chance. He's he's a gun. He's better than me, <laughs> better than I ever was, and this hopefully he can do the work and make it. Um, but like I said, if you don't make it, there's more to life than football. Well, it's been a super massive episode, and and it, pretty yeah. heavy. Not really, not really deep in the back and forth, and a bit of comedy and bits. Of, it was pretty hard to squeeze a bit of comedy into this episode. Yeah, but... no, I'm sorry, mate. I didn't realise I'd get once we got talking footy. It's just, it's probably something you know I need to get out because uh, leading into next week, I do have my guest. It's a young man I coached who um, he had a couple of issues, but um, he's just he's coaching himself now and he's coaching young men and, and he's doing something up here um, which is an amazing effort um, and I'm going to bring him on next week 
and we're going to talk to him about it and 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 advertise what he's up to and and what he's doing in life because um uh, it's amazing effort. So yeah, Righto Bird, she was uh, she was deep and heavy. You're you're a fucking good bloke, and um, it's good to hear, you know, what's going on in your life. I'm glad you got all that off your chest, and it, it leads on to other things for us. So, uh, you know, your life is awesome. Fantastic achievements throughout. We're moving on. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah. Shut her down? Start yeah, shut her down, mate. Um, I know I got deep tonight, but, um, yeah, shut her down, and we'll, we'll talk next week. I'll have my guest on. Uh, look forward to it. Guest on, I think Ricardo's coming live from New York. He's going to give us a bit of an update on the American procedures and what his educated mind is going through over there. Might even uh, get some insight into some Bitcoin activity for the, uh, I call them the punters out there. Oh, interesting. Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, loves it. Loves it. But there's a bit of hit and miss at the moment. So, uh, yeah, all that to look forward to. And uh, right. thanks for tuning in. Cheers, mate. Catch up. Week.